Hello, FCS Nation. It's time for your show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm coming to you from Chile, Missoula, Montana. Join me like he does each week. It's the co-host of this program, Mr. Stone Labadowitz. Stone is coming to you from the Sunshine State of Florida. Well, Stone, a week out from the national championship game, a week and a day, and I'm excited about it. Lots of things planned. Get down there. If you don't have tickets yet, don't worry about it. There'll be tickets in the parking lot. Get to Frisco. National championship game. Number one, South Dakota State versus number two, Montana. Two great fan bases. Going to be energized down there. I'm looking forward to it, sir. Me too, Kev. Two of my favorite fan bases in all of the FCS. Two of the most boisterous fan bases, I think, excluding North Dakota State, right? We have the Jackrabbit fans. 28 games in a row. You're allowed to say whatever you want, whenever you want it. And for the Grizzlies, this is a team that holds themselves to a very... Very, very, very high standard in their fans do as well. So there's a lot to be said. But Kev, this go-round, kicking off the show, we typically recap last week's games. Well, guess what? We didn't have last week's games. So I wanted to bring an article to life written by our very own Lucas Sam. That is our FCS Nation Radio national writer. And he took to the website www.fcsnationradio.com. Right there, smack dab, it's our featured article. 2024 Championship Roundtable. FCS Nation, the crew. They answer all the questions regarding the title game. That's posted on our website. You can read it. But what I wanted to do with you, Kev, was bring it to life. Lucas threw a bunch of questions at us. When I say us, I mean myself. You, Kevin Marshall, and Gene Clemens. And we answered them straight up, tried the best that we could. All of the questions in relation to the 2024 National Championship game. Kev, you want to answer some questions? Let's go. All right, kicking things off. Number one, who do you think has more momentum entering the championship game and why? South Dakota State with an undefeated season, 28 straight wins with a blowout win over Albany, or Montana, who has won back-to-back overtime games amidst their magical postseason run? Who's got the momentum, Kev? I mean, it's hard not to pick the team that's won 28 games in a row, right? How do you have more momentum than that. The only way you can is if you win 29 games in a row, right? 27 don't do it. 28 don't do it. So that's just hard to say that it's not the Jackrabbits. But with the way the Grizz have won and how they started off the season, there are some people, and you cannot blame them for feeling this way, who look at this team and go, maybe team of destiny. It's a one-off game, Stone. The best team doesn't always win. Most of the time they do, but the best team doesn't always win. What about you? Who do you think has the most momentum coming into this thing? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, Kev. This one's tough for me to answer because of how Bobby Houck and Jimmy Rogers coach their football teams, both really militaristic in a sense. I think that they are treating this like a standalone game, both teams heading into this one, not even remembering what they've done in the past, and also knowing that when this is all said and done, nothing that they did leading up to this point even matters. I think with both of the guys at the helm, I really struggle in trying to parlay momentum with one of these teams. I just can't do it, Kev. All right, number two, between the two squads, which position group on either their offense or defense do you view as the best unit and why it's got to be those 605 hogs the offensive line for south dakota state those guys play well as a unit they complement each other extremely well and stone every single one of those guys got a mean streak in them right they're looking to shove you around reestablish the line of scrimmage on the second level sometimes they push around everybody in fcs football and they'd push around a lot of teams in the fbs that's the best position group in the entire football championship subdivision and for people who haven't seen them you're going to see why on Sunday, 7th of January from Frisco, Texas. Yeah, damn right, brother. It's the 605 Hogs. It's the South Dakota State offensive line. I think because they're an FBS caliber unit, it's an easy answer. 
to me, this really has nothing to do with X's and O's, honestly. This has to do with mindset, mentality. Everything off the field makes them the best unit. They go into each and every game. They exit the locker room knowing that they're going to dominate whoever is across from them, and they haven't been proven otherwise. And there's something to be said to somebody's mental when you can't be stopped. You feel invincible. I think the 605 Hogs feel invincible. They play invincible. They've been coached up schematically. They're so, so, so sound. There will be NFL scouts in the building mainly for this unit. So this one's easy. It's the South Dakota State offensive line, a la the 605 Hogs. All right, number three, picking one player for both teams. Which one guy will be the most important for their respective side in this FCS title game, Kev? Pretty easy for me. It's Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, Alex Gubner for the Montana Grizzlies. He's a true defensive lineman. The Grizz play defensive line with Alex Gubner and then a couple of guys who are edge rusher size-wise. If he can dominate the interior make them run the ball outside where the Grizz have a lot of speed and they have cornerbacks who are also willing to tackle. And the safeties come up and play like linebackers in run support. He's the key to this defense. He has been all season. And if he can do what he does most weeks, the Grizz will be okay in trying to hang in the ball game, stopping that interior run of a jackrabbit. Yeah, there's really no other answer here besides Junior Berg. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. He is a game changer, game record, whatever phrase you like to throw out there. Junior Bergen matches it. Junior Bergen is the main character here. Junior Bergen has a chance to change the entirety of this football game. He's paper view coaches for certain players and let me use Tyree Kill as the best example for the Miami Dolphins and formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs on your play sheet there are certain plays I'm sure Junior Bergen has his own category of plays and it's probably titled Junior and those are the plays that he feels as if Coach Pease I'm talking about the Grizz offensive coordinator needs to call he has a set amount of touches for Junior Bergen because of how much of a game changer he is the coaches know that Clifton McDowell knows that and he's going to try to feed the ball to Junior Bergen and if it does happen if Jimmy Rogers does fall asleep and they end up kicking it off to him or are just arrogant enough to kick it off to him in the first place yeah he can go put six on the board in a gif so i think junior bergen's the one i gotta roll with here when he has a ball in his hands look out everybody all right number four well playing on a neutral field have a negative effect for the grizz considering how major their home field advantage is i don't think it's going to affect the teams one way or the other stone i mean when you have a crowd that's 50 50 i expect that stadium to be loud the entire time regardless of who has the ball so no neutral field Shouldn't make too much of a difference. It's going to be a hell of a game. Decided between the lines, not by people yelling in the stand. Yeah, I don't think this game's affected at all by being on a neutral site. To be completely blunt with everybody, Montana's been tested and has played in bigger games than the Jackrabbits have this season. So I don't know why oh, this question okay. is even geared towards Montana, to be completely honest with you. If you go down Montana's big game schedule, it's Idaho. Montana State. It's a really good Furman team and it's the North Dakota State buys in which they played in the semifinals. If you go to South Dakota State, there are really no teams that were worth a damn other than Montana State and North Dakota State. You got any argument against that? So what you're telling me is that Southern Illinois wasn't any good? You Saluki traitor. You Saluki dirty dog. <laughs> Youngstown State wasn't any good? No. I mean, you had a man crush on the quarterback for Youngstown State. That's fine. You know? And it, the Jackrabbits ruined that. Yes. This is going to be a very interesting game. Two really good defenses, two really good offenses. Who's going to have the advantage in this business? Hard to say. Vegas says 12 and a half point. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the spread's even found its way upwards of 12 and a half. So very interesting. I'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, I don't think neutral side affects anything here. I think Montana's played in bigger games than the Jacks have. So uh, scratch that one. Number five, is this year's version of the Jackrabbits better, worse, or the same than last year's title squad? Ask me Sunday night about six o'clock and I'll be able to tell you.
idea. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's something to that. I know you said that jokingly, but I do find that to be eerily accurate. I, though, think this year is better because of the 605 Hogs that we hinted at earlier. What they've been able to do to teams. This team hasn't sweat, not dropped a bead of sweat, maybe in the Illinois State game. And that sounds hilarious, me even saying that, but that's from Jimmy. That's from Mark. That's from all of the South Dakota State players. The closest game they played in was Illinois State. Keeping it rolling, number six. Considering these two fan bases in the FCS title games you've been to, how do you expect this atmosphere to stack up to previous years? I think it's going to be super. Two really good fan bases. No North Dakota State. I'm looking for this to be refreshing to have the Grizz down there. It would have been refreshing to have anybody else other than the Bison down there. And I love those Bison fans. I really do. Partied with them, had a really good time. But a fresh team against the Jackrabbits, and that fresh team is the Montana Grizzlies. Yes, please. Twice on Sunday. Let's get the keys to the victory. Biggest key to a Grizz victory, Kev. Need some turnover. I need to turn those turnovers into six points. Can't afford to get too far behind. With the way South Dakota State can run the football, they can really shorten this ball game if they get a 14, 20-point lead. If they do, I believe this game will be over early if that happens. One, make it obvious that Mark is going to have to beat you with his arm. Two, one play drive. Score in a hurry. They have the guys to do it. Three, get your skill players a certain amount of touches. Guys like Junior Bergen and Keelan White deserve the rock at least six, seven, eight, nine times in this game so get it to them let your playmakers make plays biggest key to a jack rabbits win question number eight here kev mark Kronowski, and you mentioned it just a second ago if Kronowski plays his usual type of ball game it's going to be hard for montana to win this one he doesn't turn the ball over he can also take off and run with it when everything breaks down i think the recipe for victory for the jack rabbits is pretty simple mark Kronowski plays clean the jack rabbits win it's that simple all right kev now for the money line you want to pick this game no Tune in next week. Good. Keep you close to the vest, Kev. I didn't want to give out the goods either. Gonna have to stay tuned for that one. But hey, we're gonna take a quick break here. Stick with us during that break. And when you get back, Bobby Houck. We got Bobby Houck for you. He brought the thunder in the national championship press conference. You're not going to want to miss that. You are listening to FCS Nation Radio on the Palmetto Radio Network. Thanks for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. All right, we're going to get a chance to listen right now to the head honcho, the shot caller up in Missoula, Montana, Mr. Bobby Houck. Bobby had stars to his left and stars to his right in his national championship press conference. The Grizzlies partook in this bad boy virtually, so we all had to sit back, raise our hands, and ask him a plethora of questions. But boy, did Bobby deliver, and so did his Grizzlies. This team's been phenomenal, and they're led by none other than Clifton McDowell, their quarterback. He is a starter. 11-0, 11-0, unblemished, coming off of an overtime win over the North Dakota State Bison. The Grizz are rocking and rolling right now, and Bobby seems loose, and we love a loose Bobby. Check this out. We're uh, obviously excited to be playing in the in the FCS National Championship game, and um, it's been great to have a couple of days off and, and get back into our game prep. So we're excited to be going to Frisco, Texas, Um Really excited about the uh, the season. I would say congratulations to my team, and my guys, for uh, a job well done, hard fought, uh, week in, week out. It's always good to get to this game. And then I'd also say congratulations to South Dakota State on a job well done and, and continuing their win streak and 
getting the opportunity to try to win back-to-back championships. Last year, going into the 2022 season, your team really had a lot more, you know, fanfare and, and you know, a higher national ranking going in. But look at the difference where you're at now compared to, to last season. What has been the difference with this particular team when, when it maybe was a little more under the radar than a year ago? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is we've uh, we stayed healthier and we've been uh, more mature up front on offense. So we've been we've been able to handle some of the better defensive lines and some of the better defenses a little better. Um, but it all, it all goes back to staying healthy. Um, each of the last two teams, 21, 22, um, had potential to be where we're sitting now and, and weren't able to get there. Um, last year in particular, uh, I think it was a matter of we played, I don't know, four of the top five on the road road over a six-week span, and and that's a tall task, especially for a team that was as injured as we were. AJ and Braxton, could, could you give your thoughts on that that topic? What's different this year than, than recent teams? Yeah, I'll throw in a little bit. I'd uh, sure. agree with Coach Houck, you know, just staying healthy, but also I think our entire team's just done a good job of uh, improving throughout the entire season. You know, if you look at our first game against Butler to our last game against North Dakota State, we, I mean, we look like a different team, and I think that's just testament to the guys inside of the locker room and the coach is just going to work each and every day. Sure. Yeah, like, like like Coach Houck said, uh, I think the past two teams understood the the ability that we had to 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 be in this game. Uh, but we've stayed healthy. We've we've put our nose to the grindstone, and we've just gotten better every week. Sure. Just one more, Coach. Can you talk about you know South Dakota State? You know they're just on such a roll with twenty eight straight wins, but. Your team has such an opportunity here. You've you've been in this situation, you know, three times with with the national championship game. What are you trying to impart on your players? Just the you know magnitude of this moment. Well, we we've played in uh, a lot of big games sure. over the past few seasons, and I think a lot of the the games that we have played in have prepared us for this game. Um, even in recent weeks, top highly ranked teams and you know, huge games. Uh, one of the things about this game is we've had the ability to not rush into our preparation. Um, used to be we'd cram in a practice on Sunday and Monday and then fly out to Chattanooga and try to play on Friday night. Um, our preparation will be better. Um, so we're, we're working on the prep. A lot of our coaches have <clears throat> coached teams and prepared them for bowl games. Uh, the preparation for this game is very similar. So we just, you know, we've got to be ready to go on that Sunday when we get to tee it up. Um, you know, our opponent's really good. Like you mentioned, you don't win that many games in a row without being a dominant, dominant football team. And, you know, it's, we, we got our hands full. These guys are really good. Um, you know, our preparation's got to be great to have a chance. Gentlemen, thank you. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Craig. We'll keep going down the line. Tanner, you're up next. Hey, guys, you guys did play the Bison recently, but outside of them, the only common opponent that you two have is Montana State, who South Dakota State played early in the season, who you guys played last in the season. Speaking of preparation, I was curious as to how long, if any, will you watch that film of them against Montana State? Well, there's a lot of games to go back and and watch. Um, and it's nice to have a couple weeks' time to get back. And so we'll get through all the games. Um, you know, the North Dakota State games are more recent for both of us. 
so probably have some um, application. Um, you know, it, it, what, looking at their schedule, you know, they haven't they haven't had very many close games, so we'll probably um, look at some of those and see how people kept it close. But again, we have a lot of games to watch and and uh, a lot of film time to do it, which is great. One last question too. With the way that your last game ended in such a, a hectic way, great win. Are you more comfortable getting time off to kind of reset yourself or would you, are you more comfortable usually continuing to play week after week when you guys are just finding ways to win in dramatic ways? Well, when you get to this point in the season where you've played that many games, uh, time off's valuable both to refresh the body and, and train a little bit and, clear the mechanism to focus in on the next opponent. Um, as I mentioned earlier, when uh, Craig asked the question, you know, we, we used to plan this game on the next Friday and we didn't have very good preparation for it. So it, um, I think this is a benefit for us to have some time. I mean, they, they've got the same benefit, but I know it's good for us. Thanks for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Segment three, it's the preview segment. We've previewed the national championship game the past few weeks, but this go-around, we're previewing something a little different, something that we think is big, something that we have in store for you. And, of course, I'm not riding solo on this one. Bringing on Mr. Brendan Lipke at Thumper 76 on Twitter. Brendan, a proud member of Jackrabbit Illustrated. Again, on Twitter at Jack Illustrated. Brendan, we're going to talk about a lot. We're going to get into a lot. This is the preview segment, so we will preview one thing that both of us are passionate about, excited to talk about. But first and foremost, appreciate you giving the show some time this week. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, we love working with you guys. You and Kevin are awesome. We listen to you guys every week and uh, really appreciate the opportunity to jump on with you. Yeah, there was a tweet that went out December 17th from the Jack Illustrated account on Twitter. We just announced it on the live show, but two big things. We are hosting a tailgate party in Frisco. If you are a business owner and would like to sponsor, please email jackrabbitillustrated at gmail.com for details. If you are an individual who would like to donate, Venmo us at jackrabbitillustrated. And here's the last part. Here's where things get exciting for us. Finally, we are hosting a live show on Saturday afternoon at the local Shacks at Austin Ranch. It's going to be a hoot and a half. Hashtag go Jacks. That's what we're here to talk about right now. We have a shindig going down at the local. The local is a venue located in the heart of Austin Ranch, one of the local hangout spots at the Shack in Colony, Texas. Texas, where the National Championship game is taking place January 7th in Frisco. We will all be there, but Saturday, January 6th. You guys booked out the local. You're having a live show. Jackrabbit fans are all going to be there. Kind of give our audience a lay of the land. What's going down January 6th? So on the 6th, the local will open at, I believe, 10 or 11. Um, Our show is going to start the live show around 1 o'clock. We're so good at keeping with schedules. I'm sure that'll be exact. (laughs) (laughs) But we have a contingent of fans who like to remind us that we start late. Um, But we'll be doing our live show. We're going to have all sorts of guests on. We're going to have, you know, you, Stone, and uh, Kevin Marshall are both going to jump on um we're going to be talking about alex's lemonade stand we're going to have zach Borgon from dakota news now matt zimmer um fcs fans nation guys jumping on um like the rev uh we're going to have guys from all over the place jumping on the show it's going to be a lot of fun it'll be at least two hours it might go a little longer it'll be on over the sound system at the local which is really cool um it just kind of turned into a jackrabbit location last year for the championship game and we're kind of calling out our home and so it's going to be a lot of fun um they got cornhole and stuff that'll be set up we might be setting up a cornhole 
tournament for Friday. That's still up in the air. But yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're really excited for it. Um, going to be kind of college game day-esque style with a big panel of people up there just chopping it up about the game and all the other random tomfoolery we would tend to get into. Yeah, college game day is a great way to put it. I'm pumped up. Blessed that FCS Nation Radio, myself, Kevin Marshall, can be a part of it. Jack fans, the GI boys are letting us hop on and have some fun with them. Talk a little bit of ball, a little bit about what we have going on with Alex's Lemonade Stand and Northwestern Mutual. Like Brendan mentioned, Northwestern Mutual was kind enough to get our honorary captains of the week out to Frisco for the big game, Brendan. We're flying up a bunch of the cats who helped us raise some money for childhood cancer. They're going to be at the game. They're going to be in attendance at the local on Saturday, partaking in all of the tomfoolery, as you put it. The cornhole competitions we have set up. Now, you're going to be jacked up for this one. We have set up, and I want you to get involved as well. A line, kind of a token system where you can, of course, all in the hopes that we raise money for childhood cancer and Alex's Lemonade Stand, where members, and it's going to be predominantly Jackrabbit fans, or let me just say 99.9% Jackrabbit fans, but you can pie members of FCS Nation Radio. You can pie our honorary captains of the week from teams all over the country. You can pie guys like Brendan Lipke or any of the members of Jackrabbit Illustrated. I'm sure Brendan will kind of give us the green light. Hey, he's not going to tell any of the boys no heads up, but somebody paid to pie you in the face. So uh, how about you come over here and get pied in the face? So activities like that based all throughout that Saturday time slot. Hey, when's everything getting rolling, Brendan, as far as time goes? The show will start at one. Um, we're going to be starting. We'll be there Friday hanging out. I know that uh, they, they're planning on opening early every day. I believe it's 10. So we'll have stuff going all day um, Saturday for sure. I know I'll probably be there a little late because of uh, some bucket list activities. The wife and I are checking off on Saturday, but we'll be there setting up ahead of time, sound checks and all that stuff. So um, come on by, say, hey, uh, we appreciate everyone who shows up. Montana fans are pr- you're welcome as well. Don't um, lie. You know, just don't lie. Just behave. Just behave. Hey, hey, we had NDSU fans with us all last year. And if I can put up with NDSU fans, we can put up with Grizz fans. That's probably. true. So <laughs> if or they I mean, want to show find up, out. absolutely. Um, I'll probably, you know, if uh, if somebody paid some money, you know, I've I've worn uh, NDSU shirt for a for a night. <laughs> for charity so if i'm willing to do that i'm probably willing to take a pie in the face uh so i'd i'd probably be down with that the rest of them i don't know we're already putting ben through a little bit of hell here he's got to wear a whole costume that'll be funny it's a he lost the our picks segment this year um yeah so it's gonna i'm really excited it's gonna be a lot of fun especially partnering with alex's lemonade stand um really excited we've had our sponsors jump on board like cubby sports bar and grill and brookings um it's been a huge success for us um we love supporting something, you know, uh, taking down childhood cancer. I mean, I don't think there's a better cause than that. Um, I like to tell people, you know, you can you can donate to Alex's Lemonade Stand and fight childhood cancer, or you can support childhood cancer and not donate to Alex's <laughs> Lemonade Stand. That's your choice. So if if you you know you want to ask yourself that question before, if you want to donate or not, maybe put that to yourself. Guilting the audience to donate some money. Hey, I respect it. I love it. Um, Talk about the show in regards to the lineup, all of the guests that you guys have coming on, what you plan to talk about. I'm sure you guys haven't gotten down to the nitty gritty as far as the content of the show, but talk about some of the guests that are going to be joining. Well, we're pretty loose group uh, when it comes to our show setup. And, 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 you know, we've got a couple different shows that we have on Jackrabbit Illustrated that'll all be combined. So we're going to have all of our mainstays that make it down to the game. You know, myself, uh, the pod fathers, we like to call him Matt Tollison. Um, Chad Myros or Slow Show, some know him on Twitter, you know, Ben Pearson. Um, Dallas might be able to make it down. So we're going to have the vast majority of our crew down there 
for that. But we're also going to have um, Zach Borg from Dakota News Now. I believe Matt Zimmer is going to join us from Sioux Falls Live. He's, he changed uh, last year. He works for Sioux Falls Live. He does a phenomenal job covering the Jacks. Um, we're going to have you and Kevin jumping on, and we're going to be chopping it up about the game probably the whole time, um, getting everybody's opinions on the game. Uh, we love getting different opinions on the game. We're going to have uh, probably like Matt Frazee from the FCS Fans Nation um, uh, Facebook page and podcast. Uh, we'll have the Rev Dustin Helton on as yeah. well, who's a, who's an honorary SDSU fan in our books. He's come up for uh, Hobo Day now, and he he wore the rat. He was infamous for wearing the rabbit costume at the last national title game. But we'll have a good variety of uh, folks on to chop it up about the game. We'll obviously chop it up about um, Alex's lemonade stand. We're pretty proud of the amount we've raised uh, between three guys. Uh, we're working to get all three as the top three spots. So we're pretty <laughs> we're we're working pretty hard at that. Even though there's some lurking threats of donations or, or or pledges that haven't been posted yet, which makes us a little a little nervous. So we're 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 pushing on that still pretty hard. Um, but yeah, that's going to be kind of the lowdown of it. We'll we'll go through all the matchups and everything else that's involved and we usually end up sidetracking off about five or six different times and talking about silly stuff or things that happens and we'll keep it entertaining and it'll be a good time if the show goes from about 1 p.m to 3 p.m i'm sure there'll be more than five to six sidetracks happening which hey i'm excited for college game day seems to get like that when a crowd is ruckus and there are going to be thousands of jackrabbit fans joining all of us at the local there january 6th that is that is the saturday before the national championship game brendan hinted at our standing for Alex's Lemonade and how much money we've raised. The current number that you'll see on our website at fcsnationradio.com. Right on the right-hand side of the screen, it says Alex's Lemonade Stand. You click on it, and you can check our standings out. There have been pledges. The Lemon Top Challenge, which when you participate in the Lemon Top Challenge, $10 gets donated from Northwestern Mutual. All of that yet to be inputted. Now, a lot of the Lemon Top Challenges go the way of the Jack, so I'm sure your guys' numbers are just going to skyrocket. But Brian Williams, who holds it down in the trenches right now for the Jack Rabbit, sitting at $6,620. $26. That alone is ridiculous, man. Shout out to Jackrabbit Nation for making that happen. Mark Ranowski, $3,101. And I know there's a lot more money to come from Mark. He had an event at the Cubbies, and that was put on by Northwestern Mutual, and so many people participated in the Lemon Top Challenge, live donations, all of that stuff. $21,808. We're super proud of that. Again, hanging out with Brendan Lipke, Jackrabbit Illustrated, at Jack Illustrated on Twitter. You can follow Brendan on Twitter or X, whatever the hell you call it. It's Thumper76. I made him a promise that I was not going to call him Thumper on this show. He's decided to keep that his Twitter tag, though. Um, You want to talk a little bit of football, man? Yeah, why not? Well, I got one question for you quick. Okay. So... Because we're wondering, where where are these sneaky pledges? Where they're coming in on? Because we know we got Cubbies, the $2 per Italian nachos coming in yes. for our guys. But but who's got, where are these sneaky sneaky ones that are coming in that, that aren't posted? It feels a little bit like somebody's trying to snake something on us here. Listen, now, why would I give you that information? <laughs> I, I, I can't give you that information. I don't want you guys getting in the way. I don't want you guys preventing it. I don't want the Jackrabbit fans and you guys to be pulling any fast ones over and making sure the Jacks get up there. So don't worry about where the pledges are coming from how about that well it's it's not worried we that we're not the ones pulling the fast one we're very open <laughs> about where our money's coming from these guys are trying to all of a sudden come in from the shadows in the middle of the night on us to be honest <laughs> it, it, it's really easy to find the pledges actually they're posted on alex's website where all the donations happen where you can go to donate you'll see the pledges underneath the athletes page so if you go to the website or any of the attachments of the website and click on the athlete's name all of the pledges are there like they're 
public. So you guys just haven't been able to tap into it. I can't believe I just gave that information up. Like you can literally see them. You just got to click on the athlete's name, fcsnationradio.com. Go to Alex Eliminates and check the standings, whatever athlete you want to see, click on them and you'll see the pledges and stuff. Okay. That's all I got for you. That's about as much as I'm going to give up. Okay. That good enough? That's fair enough. I'm not, I'm not going to put you on the rack and put the screws to you. That's, that's good enough. We'll figure it out. All right. Hey, before we talk some football, I got some rapid fire questions to throw at you in a segment that we're debuting right now called, called Getting to Know Brendan. Oh, boy. <laughs> Getting to Know Thumper. Brendan Lipke from Jack Rabbit Illustrated joining us right now. Just five quick hitters, all right? Just to get us warmed up right. before we talk some ball. Number one, favorite beer. Oh, favorite beer. Uh, Spotted Cow. What is going to be the beer of choice at the local? Easy one. Come on. Bushlight. I mean, how much Bushlight is about to be drank at the local on Saturday, January 6th? All of it. Every can that they have will be gone. That's a- <laughs> you guys sucked them <laughs> I don't dry think last the state year. Of Texas has enough. <laughs> yeah, we're planning for it. We've literally been in contact with people from the local, from all of these other departments and divisions. And the one thing that we've all been harping on is like, hey, make sure we have enough Bush Light. Because they didn't last year. You guys sucked them dry. They ran out of Bush Light and were running to Costco, running to Walmart, wherever they could find more Bush Light, they were going to get it. So they're going to be stocked up. All right. So Spotted Cow is Brennan Lipke's number one beer choice. Yes, sir. I love it. But you can only get it in Wisconsin. So you got to bootleg it out South Dakota. <laughs> you got to bootleg it. He says, all right, number two, favorite member of Jackrabbit Illustrated. Don't hold back. Oh, man, this is terrible. I'm really good friends with all these guys. Favorite um, member of Jackrabbit Illustrated. Favorite member. Uh, huh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a kiss ass and go with the Podfather. Oh, you can't do that. So, he he puts in so much work, man. It is it's incredible the the articles he puts in, uh, the the time he puts in, the organization and effort he's put into JI and everything else we do is is really honestly it's breathtaking uh, for him to do that. So I'm, I'm gonna go. It, it's like picking between uh, your your friends and I, but I'll go with the Podfather. All right. Safe play there from Brennan Lipke. He's going with the pod father. Easy choice. Option A. All right, number three. Favorite South Dakota State player's mom. Oh, Deb Gronowski. She's, <laughs> she's yeah. a rock star. Deb's, Deb's the best. I love Deb. You guys have Deb. You guys had Deb on the show. She was a rock star. She was very transparent about a lot. Didn't hold anything back. I even caught a stray in there somehow, some way. Deb Gronowski, that is the signal caller for the Jacks. Mom. Shout out, Deb. Shout out, Deb. Seriously, are keeping it chugging here. Number four, biggest lock of the bowl season gambling-wise. doesn't have to be FCS. I want to put you on the spot. I did not prep you for this question. Just fire from the hip. What do you like? What don't you like? The the one I'll pick. Here's the one I'll pick. Here's the one I'll pick is I'll do the Washington game because uh, South Dakota connection there, uh, the head coach for Washington is a South Dakotan. Started his career at the University of Sioux Falls. So, um. A lot of faith in what he's got going on. How many how many points are they is Texas favored by? Four and a half. Four and a half. Give me the Huskies. Give me the Huskies. All right. I'm gonna take the Huskies outright. Brennan, oh, Brennan taking the Huskies outright plus one fifty five. That's his lock of the bowl season for all you out there itching yep. for some action. All right, last but not least before we talk some foosball here. Five. Taking it easy here, taking the slow ride. What is Brennan Lipke's favorite season? Spring, summer, fall, winter? Uh fall fall into winter uh i love my winter sports i love my my hunting season my uh my football season um my daughter's sports seasons are in the fall so falls falls by far my favorite 
followed closely by the winter because I love my winter sports being outside in the snow and the cold. You guys are psychopaths up there, okay? Because winter's the worst. Winter sports, you're talking about winter. It's literally the worst. I went up to Brookings in December. It was the worst time outside that I've ever had in my life playing football. Played some decent football, but I hated it. I hate anything. I, bowl season in the winter sucks. These teams are playing in the cold and the rain, and that was literally one of your first choices. Oh, I love I love the winter winter sports season. It's great. You guys are all psychopaths up there. You ever sit? Have you ever gotten to ride a snowmobile though? Yeah, yeah. The, riding riding a snowmobile is like driving riding on a wave runner. It's but like, I'm layered uh, up. When, if uh, I'm on a if I'm on a snowmobile, I'm layered. I don't know why I lied to you and said yeah. yeah. I've never freaking ridden on a snowmobile like ever. Oh, it's it's the the Daniel Tosh line that money can't buy happiness, but it can buy a wave runner. And I've never seen somebody frown on a wave runner. It's the same thing on a snowmobile, man. Except it's faster and more powerful. It's it's <laughs> so fun. I think Brad Paisley said can buy me a boat like money can't buy happiness but i can buy me a boat i don't know what lyric you right. just pulled about the wave runner but hey i hear you loud and clear all right let's chop it up let's talk some ball here let's grade the season out for the jacks 14 and 0 this year 28 games in a row a through f what would you give the boys give them an a um you know just uh with how well they've done handling the pressure um they've improved it would have been really easy for them to stay stagnant with the amount of guys you have coming back who just won a national title against ndsu to stay stagnant would have been fairly easy i think that's a huge credit to jimmy rogers and the attitude that he brings to the team um there's been no letdown from them they've gotten better every week of the season that's why i laugh when people point at the montana state game and go oh well montana won by a whole bunch against montana state yeah well that was like 14 weeks ago man <laughs> but um you know that's uh They've gotten better every week. So I'm going to give them an A. I mean, it's really been just a spectacle to watch what this team's been able to do this year. Kind of tailing off of something you said in the middle of all that. Part two, is this year's version of the Jacks better, worse, or the same as last year's title squad? I got to say they're better. Um, you know, last year, people forget early in the year, you know, this last year's team did the same thing this team did and got better as the year went on, except this year's team started a lot closer to where they finished in that national sure. title game and clicking on the O-line and everything, which, you know, you you know ball and you know the Jacks that everything goes from the lines out and they've improved every week to the point that that Albany game, I mean, that D-line scared me and they just absolutely put out their Mona Lisa in that game it was incredible so i i do think this year's better even though you do you know lose a guy who's gradually becoming a star for the green bay packers and tucker craft and you lose caleb sanders i think holistically this team is better i'd probably favor him by three to ten points over this last year's team wow 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 i absolutely love that actually that's a neat little stat there from somebody who knows this team just about as good as anybody hey what's to be said about this offensive line i mean seriously dude it's men amongst boys every single week they take the field what makes them so dominant um they work so well together um you can tell once they start clicking throughout the year they really get humming with each other and it's amazing to watch and they've just got a phenomenal nasty edge to them which i think sometimes un is underrated when it comes to the offensive line play um brought in a freshman who's such a good lineman that they couldn't keep him off the field so they put him in a tight end number so they put him in a jumbo package and that dude is just gnarly um god he's a beast uh and so it, it i think it's their attitude and how well they gel together work together communication so key on the offensive line and those guys know each other so well it's really helps I, when you have a bunch of good individual alignment it's one thing when they all work together as a unit unit seamlessly it's it's just something beautiful to behold as a guy who loves o-line play
Something that I'm curious about here, and this uh, I'm pulling a few questions from an article written by our very own Lucas Sem at, on FCSNationRadio.com. Kind of just a roundtable, threw a bunch of questions at him. There was a question on there proposed by Lucas Sem. Will playing on a neutral field have a negative effect for the Grizz considering how major their home field advantage is? You know, I think negative effect is strong. I think this atmosphere at this game is going to be just absolutely nutty. I don't think it's going to be quiet for all four quarters at any point in the game because I think this crowd's going to be 50-50. But the fact that they were able to win, they won in Idaho, you know, tells me that they're not going to be hugely negatively affected by it, I don't think. However, when you lose that magic of home field, it can make a difference. But I don't know if that's a huge factor in this game because, I mean, as much as people want to talk about the Dana's playoff attendance or whatever, the Dana was still a huge factor i mean it won the montana state damn right it was and is yeah so um you know both teams have it i would if you want to give the edge just based off a location i would give the edge to south dakota state because a they played in frisco before so they're used to that sort of crowd and b they're just a veteran team and you expect a veteran team to handle a non-home environment or a road environment just a little bit better than a less experienced team and that's not a knock on montana by any stretch but i wouldn't say it negatively affects montana i would be surprised if they come out and all of a sudden have a bunch of false starts or something because of the crowd um, I'd love it as a Jax fan, but I don't think I see that happening. I think it'll be a pretty clean game. Yeah, I love that. I think you're preaching the gospel right there. So part two of that, who's been tested more this season? Who's played in bigger games? So there's, I've, I've read a lot of arguments about this where people say Montana has been more tested. Um, you know, I think there's two ways you can look at that tested. If you take tested as close games and games you have to close out in the fourth quarter you can argue that montana was more tested because they had i mean you just had two year three playoff two year three last playoff games were were overtime games i mean it doesn't get much more tested right. than that that and sdsu just kind of rolled on teams but if you want to talk about quality of competition or or ranked teams i mean this sdsu team i believe in the playoff if you include playoff games has played 10 or 11 ranked teams out of their 14 wins <laughs> That's a nutty stat. That's, I mean, you got 10 out of your 14 wins are ranked in the top 25. I mean, that, how do you get more tested than that? And they did play on the road at USD, which now doesn't look as impressive because they absolutely got waxed by NDSU. But I mean, you shut them out and you let them across the fifth, well, you give them three points and they get across the 50 yard line once in that game on the road. So tested overall against quality of competition. I mean, the strength of schedule thing kind of bears out that SDSU had a slight harder schedule um tested in close games you got to give the nod to montana but it's not like sdsu hasn't proven they can come back and win they did it against montana state they've um they had a real tight close one at half with villanova and had to overcome adversity there so i'm not so sure i really throw that ball into either team's court either because both teams have proven that they can handle it and if anything again experience you've got so many seniors on this jacks team they've been through it before maybe not this season but they've been through it before having our chat here with brennan lipke of jackrabbit illustrated you can follow brennan on twitter it's thumper 76 hey last one before we wrap this thing up this line got spit out 14 and a half it's been getting tossed around montana getting some money here it now sits at 12 and a half is there a way to bet this game and if there was if you had to pick one angle whether it was the total the point spread or you're just laying the chalk on the money line like what advice would you give somebody trying to find some action on this game because personally i'm having trouble so uh 
I'm I'm glad this is an FCS line because I actually did pretty well against the Lions uh, in FCS this year. I think I was like 14, 15 games over 500 over the course of the season, picking every Missouri Valley Conference game. But when you look at this game, humble brag, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> if you look at this game, if I was going to bet before the game, I would probably put the money on SDSU. I don't know if I'd touch that line. But if you want to live bet the game, I can tell you based on you'll probably be able to tell off the first two or three drives by South Dakota State how this game's going to turn out. Sure, if I like Montana, that. I like that. If Montana gets them off the field right away and they're able to keep this that offensive line from bludgeoning them and wearing them down in the first quarter to or first half, you know, your first two, three drives of the game and they keep the ball away from the Jacks, then I would, whatever the points are on that live bet, probably take Montana because it's probably going to be a close game as long as it's under, as long as it's over, you know, nine, 10 points, it'll probably be a touchdown game or something, I would guess. Um, but if SDSU comes out and scores on those first drives and Montana doesn't, isn't able to move the ball, well, I would, I don't care what the line is. I'd probably put the money on the Jacks in that situation, just because if you let that offense get rolling right out of the gate and you're not staying on the field with your offense that's just the worst recipe possible against this sdsu team yeah, it seems like the jacks are an avalanche when they get going there's really just no stopping it and your mental's torn in half there's really nowhere to look nobody to lean on for a lot of these teams we saw that in the albany game again having a chat with brennan lipke of jackrabbit illustrated's national championship leader we've been previewing the games in the past, the semifinal games, me and Kev have gotten into the national championship game just a little bit, and we just did some more right there with Brendan. Game takes place January 7th in Frisco, Texas. 2 p.m. Eastern is the kickoff time. Be there or be square. We'll have some more goodies for you leading up to the game, so make sure you stay tuned for everything. Brennan, the floor is yours. Talk to the people that may have not heard what's going on January 6th. What can you tell them? What is your pitch? Get them to the local. Well, January 6th, I don't think a lot of Jacks fans need encouragement to get to the local because they loved it last time we were down there it is an awesome setup it's gorgeous bar it's going to be dallas weather which will be nice and warm for us according to what the weather looks like right now they should be open early around 10 or 11 in the morning possibly earlier than that follow our uh, jackrabbit illustrated account or follow the local on you know facebook and twitter and you'll get the live up-to-date updates on that stuff but then we'll have our show um probably at one in the afternoon on the sixth that's saturday until three probably possibly tailing off later if people are leaving for the alumni event we might still keep going because some of us aren't um we're going to have guests from all across the country uh you know the fcs nation radio guys you guys will be on there kind of superstars some of the headliners of what we got going on and we'll have all sorts of other guests it's going to be a lot of fun it'll be college game day atmosphere with a live show we're really excited to be doing it it's our first live show on low second live show on location but this will be the first one in a bar so it's going to be a lot of fun we'll be on all the tvs they're going to have every jacks sporting event that happens over the course of the weekend on their tvs as well so yeah come on down it's gonna be a lot of fun alex's lemonade stand's gonna have a ton of stuff going on as well um we'll be raising money for that while we're there so come down have a good time grab beer they got good beer they got pizza by the slice i mean i i cannot know what you more you want they've got an awesome taco place right next door I and mean, get to the local have a good time throw some drinks back they're gonna have some karaoke i believe on saturday night they're gonna have a live band friday night i mean it's gonna be the place to be you're gonna be hearing everybody talk about how fun it was at the local so you're gonna want to be telling everybody how fun it was when you were there as well let's 
Let's do it. Yes, we're so blessed that you guys could have Kevin Marshall and myself there to be a part of it, FCS Nation Radio. We're going to be bringing our Northwestern Mutual team, our Alex's Lemonade Stand team. They're going to be all throughout. The foundation is bringing people as well. So excited for it. That's going to do it for the preview segment on this week's show. Stay tuned. When we get back, you're going to hear from Jimmy Rogers. You're going to hear from the press conference right before the National Championship game, some things that he had to say, some questions that were thrown at him. He had a lot of interesting answers, and I'm excited for you guys to hear that. So stick with us during the break, hear from a few of our partners, and when we get back, like I said, Jimmy Rogers, you're listening to the FCS Nation Radio on the Palmetto Radio Network. Bada bing, bada boom. Booyah. FCS Nation, appreciate you hanging out with us during the break. We're going to get a chance to hear from head coach of South Dakota State, Mr. Jimmy Rogers. Thursday, he sat down with the media. They partook in it virtually. He had star players to his left, star players to his right, including none other than his signal caller, Mr. Mark Gronowski. The Jacks winners of 14 in a row this season, but 28 combined with this and last season. The Jacks are rolling right now. And Jimmy Rogers and company got pressed in this press conference. A lot of good answers spit out at you. So we're going to play them for you here, about seven minutes of them. Jackrabbit fans, get ready. We will start with uh, Matt Zimmer from Sioux Falls Live. Hey, guys. Hope you had a good Christmas. Welcome back. I guess I'll just ask all three to weigh in. Um, what's the what's the benefit, do you think, of uh, having been through all this before? You know, you guys went down last year, same schedule, same sort of routine. Uh, you've obviously been to Frisco now. Just how is it going to help you to kind of be able to take sort of a, a business-like approach here going down there, having been through all this exactly last season? Um, for me, I think it takes away the big awe factor of kind of when you're there. And we tried to uh, <clears throat> minimize that as much as we could last year. But obviously, when the fans are all there, um, you kind of have you're kind of in awe a little bit. But um, this year, I mean, we kind of know what how it, what it takes. Um, know who's going to be there. Um, so I feel like that's probably one of the biggest things. I don't know if there's a ton um, of that. Just because I think it's cool to soak it all in um, and take in the moment. We're one of two teams left playing. Um, we're blessed to be in this position, and uh, we just want to take it in and absorb. Um, for me and some other guys, this is kind of our last hoorah, so we just want to take it all in. Yeah, I think it just takes away kind of the uncertainty of, you know, what it's like being down there, being down there a couple times. Uh, you kind of know the schedule by now. We're going to have a pretty similar schedule to last year, so it'll definitely be nice. Uh, one more for me. Um, you guys have been in an underdog situation before. Uh, you're not in that situation this time. You know, Montana's the underdog. I'm sure you guys are aware, you know, the point spread favors you guys significantly. A lot of people are talking about just, you know, what a dominant team you are. And everyone's telling Montana uh, that they don't have a chance to win. Uh, how do you guys handle that knowing that you've been, you know, the shoe's been on the other foot before? What's it like, the mindset, just coming into this game, knowing what heavy favorites you are? Um, I mean, we, it's been the talk all year. I mean, we, we've always had the target on our backs this entire season, um, even last year as well. But, I mean, it's exactly where you want to be. You don't want to be anywhere else other than number one. But right now there's just two teams left, and we're just going to try and be the, end, uh, be the team on top at the end. Yeah, one of our team goals at the beginning of the year was eliminate distractions. And we've kind of had to do that throughout the year. You know, everyone's going to tell you how good you are every week. Um, so we just got to keep doing, you know, one of our, our main goals is eliminate those distractions. So just put your head down and go to work. Um, ultimately, that's why you play the game. Um, there's favorites, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, any team can win on any given day, and uh, especially in a national championship. Montana's a really good team. Um, they fly around. And so it's just 
all that stuff kind of goes out the window. I mean, it's it's who's the best team on that day, and uh, we got to be ready to play our best. Thanks, fellas. Uh, we'll go next to Tanner Castora. Hey guys, I know this, and this is for any of any of you three to answer. I know it was this is before any of you guys were here, but are you aware of the history that you guys have against Montana? Um, I think we've we've heard of it. I don't think we dive too much into it, um, just because I don't think that plays a role on the game today. Um, and uh, none of us were here for it. Um, and so we just got to be out. I mean, there's no extra motivation. It's the national championship. If you can't get up for that, what can you? Um, and so we'll just, we're going to be ready to play our best and uh, we're excited. And then for, for each of you guys, just curious, this is your, probably the longest break you've had away from the everyday grind of the season, getting to go home for Christmas. What did you guys do to stay somewhat locked in and, and keep your body in, in good shape and rhythm? I mean, for me, I, I got home, uh, got to work with my quarterback coach a little bit uh, through a couple days at home. And I live with some of the guys uh, <clears throat> close to me, like Patrick Hoffman, Mike Morgan. Um, so I went and got, got to throw with them, lift with them, and um, just continuously try to get better over the break. Yeah, I think most guys, you know, light workout, a uh, little bit of running. But it was also nice to kind of get away from football for a little bit. It's nice to have a little bit of a break mentally, I guess, and just watching, kind of watching games instead of like actually preparing for one. Um, so just kind of like light lifting, run, and you know, get as best uh, prepared as we can. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Uh, next question to uh, Alvaro Torres with No Huddle. Hey guys, I hope you're having a great day and I hope you had a great Christmas. Well, uh, my first question is to Mark. Uh, well, Mark, first, congratulations for your being a finalist on the Walter Payton Award. A little late, but well, it's the first time we talk. We talk. Well, uh, would you say this is the best defense you will have faced all season? And how much does it help to have already faced some dominant defenses within your conference? Yeah, no, this, this is going to be a great defense we got going against us. And um, <clears throat> they got a great great guys up front. They got some great linebackers as well. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to play them. I know our offensive line is. I know our skill guys are as well. Um, and it, it's, it helps a lot playing in such a tough conference with the Missouri Valley just because you got a tough defense that you're facing every single week. And they have so much variety throughout our conference. And um, so we're, we're kind of ready for different things that Montana is going to be able to throw at us. But what's great, too, is we got one of the best defenses in the country right at, right at home here and get to play against them every day at practice and uh, go one-on-ones, try to get each other better as, uh, as much as we can. Well, you talk about offensive line. My next question is to Mason. Uh, how much do you take? How much pride do you take in how dominant your offensive line is throughout this season? And is there a and is there a statement you will be trying to make in this game aside from it being the title game? Um, we always take pride in our work. I think that's uh, the nature of the position. Um, it's not the glorious and glamour, but. Uh, there's, there's merit and uh, fun in seeing our other players and other teammates succeed, and uh, we want to be able to put them in the best possible situation. Um, and ultimately, we try to go out there and uh, make a statement every week. We want to go out there and play our best football, um, and so I don't think that changes in any way. 
Well, my last question is to Adam. Uh, Adam, what does being the leader of the best defense in the FCS, like Mark said, uh, mean to you? And what would you say uh, has been the key to upholding such a high standard for multiple seasons now? Well, first of all, I think we got a, a ton of leaders on the defense. There's not just one in particular. Um, we take a lot of pride in playing as a unit. So um, everybody else's success is we, we take pride in in the team success rather than individual stuff and um, pretty low ego defense and we just want to see our, our team succeed. Well guys, uh, thank you for your time. I, I hope you have a great uh, game in Frisco and go Shacks. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. I have waited for this the entire season, and we have finally arrived. Last Saturday, we announced the finalists for the 2023 Bill Schwanke Awards for Excellence in FCS Broadcasting. This award, of course, named after Bill Schwanke, born and raised that fella in Missoula. Nickname, Grizzly? I don't know. I don't know. It don't get much better than that. Bill graduated from Montana, got a journalism degree in 1967. He's been with Grizzly Athletics, dating all the way back to the year of 67. This guy's a legend. His name rings bells all over the country. When you say Bill Schwanke, everybody knows, and I mean everybody knows who you're talking about. So it was only right that Kevin decided to name this award after him. We have six phenomenal finalist for this award 2023 bill schwanke awards i'm gonna go down the list here and then you're gonna get a chance to hear from all of the guys kicking things off for the albany great danes roger wyland for the Furman paladins dan scott for the south dakota coyotes yeah that's mr john thayer down there in God's country, South Carolina State, that's Mr. Ernest Robinson. Ernest is one of the goats. Bob Black from Richmond and Chris King from Idaho. Shout out to the six phenomenal men who are really carrying the torch. They are the standard, and that's why they're up, and that's why they're finalists for this award. There's so much to be said about play-by-play -play guys. I personally took to mind that Southern Illinois and Mike Reese. He himself is a legend. Us athletes, we spend so much time with the play-by-play by play guys whether it's interviews all of the travel that we do all over the country and think about it for a lot of these schools the travel lasted months if you look at an albany team they played in a semi-final Furman, south dakota idaho made deep playoff runs you spend so much time with these guys you get to learn so much about them their families what they're passionate about and create a lifelong bond like i said shout out mike reese my guy from southern illinois there are some legends on this list there are some legends all over the country play-by-play -play is one of the great arts that still exist and like I mentioned earlier I want you to hear from every one of these guys kicking things off take a listen to Roger Wyland you Albany Great Danes this guy's got it 
Roger Wyland, 28 seconds to go in the second quarter. Trips near side right. Poffenbarger throws underneath. That's Moodell, and he's going into the end zone for a touchdown. Untouched, the freshman from Glens Falls. And that one is uh -oh. picked. And that's Amir Hall. He's got the interception, still on his feet. Inside the five, he's wow. going in. That's a touchdown. Penalty flag is thrown, but Amir Hall with the INT, and then no one could bring him down as he gets into the end zone for a UAlbany touchdown. Next up, the great Dan Scott, Furman Paladins. Going left to right, Roberts looking quickly to the short side, intercepted, and this is going to be six. Travis Blackshear, goodbye, touchdown Paladins. Stepped in front of it on the near sideline, and it was unabated to the purple promised land. Out of the pistol, and Jones... Fakes the handoff, fakes the reverse, throwing to the corner of the end zone. Plain makes the catch in traffic. Touchdown. Oh, baby. Mason Plain went up among two defenders and just out leaped them for the score. Coming in hot, South Dakota Coyotes, John Thayer. Pistol look in the backfield, second down and long after the penalty. Bauman turns, play fake, wants to throw, pressure comes, he'll get to the outside. Now fires deep downfield, he's got Carter Bell, catches made at the 11, stiff arm at the 5, fights his way in to the end zone, touchdown, South Dakota! Eden Bauman bought time and he ripped it downfield for another big hitter to his pal, Carter Bell. Jack Martin's wide right, Carter Bell wide left. Travis Tice is the wing back, right side. To the right of the quarterback in the gun is Pierre. Bauman in the gun, takes the snap, handoff, fakes it. Now rolling over to the right side, throws it to the five to Galbraith. Inside spin move, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, J.J. Galbraith. Ernest Robinson, South Carolina State. First and 10 Bulldogs from the 15. Two Bulldogs to right, one left. Football on the far hash as we attack left to right. They give it to Jawam Howe. How breaks speed the 25 at the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. You gotta be kidding me. 10, 5, touchdown, Jawam Howe, 85 yards. Dig out the record books, Bill Hamilton. <laughs> 85 yards at one play. Football's at the 34 of the Sindel. Sun coming out now, folks, if you can believe that. Two receivers to the left, one's to the right. That's Justin Smith Brown. Football on the near hash. Howell in the backfield with Corey Fields. Tony, the H, back to the left. Corey back to pass, looking right. Corey looking long. Pump fake, now going long. Got Justin Smith-Brown out there. He caught. Was the inbounds? Yes. Touchdown, South Carolina State. From 34 yards out, Corey Fields to Justin Brown. Bob Black, Richmond Spiders. Wickersham to DeGenero on the slant. Breaks a tackle, spins, hustles down the sideline, and he is in for the touchdown. Reaching that ball across the pylon goes Nick DiGennaro for the spider touchdown. That was special, Bob. Shotgun snap, handoff to Carson and the spiders stuff him. He lost yardage. The middle of that Richmond defensive line stuffed him on fourth down. Matei Fitz got him first. Clenched fist pumping as he joyously heads off the field. And last but certainly not least, Chris King, Idaho Vandals. From their own 40, 30 seconds to go in this third quarter. Three-point lead, shotgun snap from McCoy. 
Play action, heaves it up for a trainer, gets some separation, makes the catch, one man to beat, inside the 20, spins around, and he's into the end zone. Trainer keeps his balance for a 60-yard touchdown strike. What a play, McCoy to Trainer, and the Vandalite grows. 26-17, Idaho on top. Shout out to all six finalists for the 2023 Bill Schwanke Awards for Excellence in FCS Broadcasting. Roger Weiland, Albany. Dan Scott, Furman Paladins, John Thayer, South Dakota, and those Coyotes, Ernest Robinson, South Carolina State, Bob Black, Richmond Spiders, Chris King, Idaho Vandals. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you for joining us, guys. The National Championship is just a week away.